Welcome to Batchademia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Danielle Dick McGue, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week eight of season whatever this is for Clayton. It is Batchademia time. I'm here with Bill. Hello, Bill. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm t- I'm good. <laughs> you almost said you're tired. I'm good. I'm I good too. I'm tired, but I'm good. It can be both. You can be good and tired. I guess. I just took a sip without any liquid. This this tonight <laughs> wild. I love it. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm looking up uh, our our list of people, uh, so I have a, a city to shout out at the end. All right, I'm ready. Oh, good. Because I yeah. was gonna, um, I was going to ask about that before we started, and I didn't. So here we go. I, so we are hometowns this week. We have four. But before I get to my very funny recap, um, I have a qu- I have a couple questions for you because all right. I, I always break the rules for the question of the day. So question number one is, what family members would you feature in your hometown? Or what family members slash friends would you feature in your hometown? Well, so friends, I think obviously you and Danielle and then Christy and Jorge would be the the, the go-to friends. Um, and family members, my mom and dad, my, my dad, I love him. He's a bit of a character. Um, my sister's uh are i love them as well they also are high functioning crazy people and so i think they would be really good television uh i'm not sure if they would solidify anyone wanting to join our family uh, (laughs) but they would definitely be a big old ratings boost what about you well i was thinking about this in regards to who would make good television because I think my parents would make adorable television mm-hmm. to Grandpa John um, because they're just genuinely nice to everyone they meet. And they always enjoyed meeting the boys we brought home. The, mm-hmm. the few that we would allow them to meet, they always enjoyed meeting and they were really nice to them. Um, and then but I would definitely have my sister there and my brother-in-law who has some um, Rachel dead vibes or Ken when he wants to be intimidating. So he would kind of be the Rachel's dad character in the hometowns. And then um, I would, I would probably have you guys, Mm -hmm. but also have, so for good TV, I think I would have my college roommate, Brenna. Oh, I think she would make really good TV. Nice. And I mean that as the in the most flattering way because she's oh, yeah. She would just dive right in and ask questions that they would absolutely be uncomfortable answering and it would be awesome because she that is what she loves to do. She likes to I don't want to say embarrass. She doesn't want to embarrass people, but she really likes to dig in right away and figure out what makes you tick. Wild cards that are outside that I'm not really sure if I could have them because in this scenario, Elaine and I aren't together, right? Right, right. But Elaine's stepdad, Dennis, great (laughs) television because the man barely talks, but when he does, it's always something really funny. And then Elaine's best friend or one of Elaine's best friends, Drew, 
who is yes. hilarious. Yes. Uh, she would be really fun to have on. Um, but again, I don't know how that works. So. Yeah. I like the wild card option though. I got a question for you. Okay. Of all the people oh. you've dated, have any of their parents that you've met not liked you? Cause you're a very likable person and you're knowledgeable and you're fun. And it's hard for me to imagine, but have you ever had any parents that were like, nah, this ain't it. No. no, you're the, you're the person, every mom and dad. I'm kind, of the, I'm kind of the ideal to girl to bring home. I like it. Cause I help and I'm nice. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. And you have good knowledge and you're good at conversation. Yes. So yeah. I help with the dishes and not everybody does. Ooh. And that's a big thing. Help yeah. With the dishes. Yep. Help with the dishes. What about you? Have you ever had any parents not like you? You know, I, I think I have. Um, uh, when I lived in Ireland, I dated a girl and they asked me what my religion was. And I said Baptist. And that was the end of it. Um, curly, curly haired Baptist wandering around um, uh, Ireland on study abroad was not not the ideal candidate for their very. They were farmer, sheep farmers. She was at college. She brought home me with like hair down to my shoulders and they're like, nah, our, no. Um, well, then I kind of have one. Okay. I've actually met these parents, um, but we were from two very different. We are from two very different religions. Okay. Um, he went to a family uh, wedding with me and uh-huh. my mom was the minister. Oh, okay. The minister. And I don't, he, we did not stay together very much longer. Ooh. And I always kind of had a hunch that his parents didn't like that he was dating a daughter of two ministers. Okay. But we never met. So I can't say that for sure. And I can't oh. say that. So they didn't really get the full Kim experience. They didn't. If they'd met me in person, they would have. Right. You would have won them over. I would have won them over. Nice. All right. Okay, second question, follow-up question. Oh, okay. Wow, we got we got questions all over the place. <sighs> it's to cover up for my lack of preparation for the rest of the episode. No, this is good. What activity would you do uh, as your hometown activity that would best mm. place your personality? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'd probably do something with my friends because I think that's probably the best indication of my personality. I mean, I have hobbies. But I'm not sure any of them. And we'll get to that in my wild card uh, about the different hobbies. But really what showcases my personality is my friends. I mean, they're the people I turn to. They're the people I like the most. And they have the, you know, the most interesting takes on me. So I don't know, maybe kayaking with my friends. That's mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good activity. That'd be fun. You, you, know, you can take them off kayaking and plow them with questions while we kayak. And we stop and we have a lunch and I think it'd be fun. Then they'd be like, I can just see myself fitting in with their friends. And so, and then not tell them that Iowa is painfully cold like this. We only get to do this for two months out of the year here. Have them visit in May. Yeah. Only time to do the hometown. Well, I was thinking about this in regards to my actual hometown in which there isn't really anything to do. Right. That matches what I what that showcase my personality because I like I like hiking, I like vacationing, I like 
uh, uh, kayaking. I like, I like being outside and Nevada is a wonderful place, but there's not a lot of like mountain climbing there mm-hmm. uh, or not mountain climbing. I'm not a mountain climber, mountain hiking, like small mountain hiking. Um, but I would have them do similar to like the jujitsu. I would have them do like an improv class with me. Oh, okay. Or like do do a little karaoke. I love karaoke. So like go to my friend owns a bar that does karaoke. So be like, let's go to my friend's bar and do karaoke and play video games. Like I think, stuff. So I think improv would actually be a pretty good, and I'm not an improv person. It makes me uncomfortable. But I think going and doing it would be a good indication if someone would be a good partner because they would have to be able to kind of play off of it. You have to be game to do it. Um, yeah, karaoke would be good too, but I have to be pretty drunk to really get into karaoke. <laughs> and I do it every day in my kitchen. So amazing. Okay. Yeah. Two minute recap. This might be the closest to two minutes I've ever gotten so far. It's still going to be over, but it's closer. Let me move my wine so I don't dump it on my lap. Okay. Just in case you didn't wonder, the best person to do the show with is Kim, because we always do it later at night. And so we're always drinking. When Danielle and I do it, it's usually during the work day. And so we can't drink. And we always have to do it with me after work. And I have a glass of wine or a little yeah. and something. Okay. Whiskey and Diet Coke. In honor of Ted Lasso taking a whole bunch of SAG awards again this weekend. I'm As it to, should be. I'm going to channel Coach Beard and say, hometowns, baby. <laughs> I love okay. it. Number one. That's number two. Number one, <laughs> Susie, Virginia. So Clayton walks in the woods like a robot. Just want to point that out. Susie jumps into his arms. And then she asks if Clayton likes being choked and he goes, wait, what? And it's awesome. And their date is a jujitsu date. And this makes me love Susie even more. Um, I love this date for her. It really shows her as like a powerful in charge person. She's a blue belt. I think that's a big deal. I bet we're going to find out later in this podcast that it's a big deal. Um, There's a freaking shrimp reference. Good God. That's a move. It's a move. It's a real mm-hmm. move. Okay, so shrimp. Fundamental is a- move. Fundamental. Everything is, make sure you get the fundamentals. But shrimp, it was like, are you kidding me? I thought we were done with shrimp, but whatever. Um, Susie chokes him with her thighs, and that is not a euphemism, and it was awesome. And then they do a picnic on the shore, and it looks super cold, because I bet they're there in, like, November. Um, and then Susie shares that her dad was sick, and it really affected her. Um, and then we've got intern shout-out number one for the night. Uh, they totally abandoned their picnic stuff when they leave. So the poor interns had to come in and clean up after them. And I think that's rude, but whatever. And then we get to family time. And Susie says that she sets all this, the standards of all men on her dad and how her dad is as a, as a man and as a father and their family is so wholesome. I just, I loved her family. Um, Clayton tells her mom, he hasn't told her he loves her yet, but then that he will get there, which is what every girl wants to hear. And her mom's a little bit concerned. And my favorite family member in this one is Susie's dad. Found him adorable. Okay. Hometown number two is Gabby in Colorado. Um, Gabby's just chilling in the mountains. And then Clayton's walking in the mountains like Bigfoot. He's kind of a lumberer in this one. 
Gabby jumps into his arms. Um, they change into they change by putting hiking boots on and putting fake backpacking backs uh, packs on their backs. What was in the backpacks? I think it was packing peanuts, um, packing peanuts, and then their swimsuits because they will get to that in just a second. But so they're hiking. It's really beautiful. I, I'm, I believe they're probably in the uh, either Rocky Mountain National Park or one of the uh, state parks closer to Denver. It's really, really cool. Um, intern shout out number two, the signs on the path, similarly, uh, hand, similar, uh, calligraphy or whatever you call that the bear crossing and the proposal rock Mm -hmm. is a freaking delight. She's like, you can propose to me here if you want to loved it. Um, intern shout out number three, whoever the hall instead of the hot tub that was randomly placed with great views, but good Lord, that must've sucked to get set up. Thank you, interns. You are holding this world together. Um, Gabby shares that her dad won't be at the visit because her stepmom has cancer and because of COVID worries and protocol there, he's going to stay away. Uh, is this the first time they've really even acknowledged COVID this season? I feel yes. like they barely talked yep. about it. Yep. Um, and then they happen to just have swimsuits and their fake backpacks. So they get in the hot tub and they have a good time. And then we get to family time. I am obsessed with Gabby's grandpa. Oh, man. Grandpa John is amazing. People love Grandpa John. People love Grandpa. I love Grandpa John. Um, I just, uh, I saw something today that uh, as a joke on Instagram, like petition to have Gabby's grandpa be the co-host of Bachelor in Paradise with Wells. Yeah. I'm all in. Um, Gabby's, so it's Gabby's grandpa, Gabby's aunt and uncle and cousin and Gabby's friend, I think. And I have to say Gabby's uncle is a bit of a silver fox. Yeah. Gabby, uh, Gabby's grandpa reminds me of the grandpa and grumpy old men a little bit. So there's a little shout out to Burgess Meredith. May you rest in power. I love, I loved that grandpa. I love Burgess Meredith. Um, Gabby hasn't told Clayton she loves him yet. And Uncle Silver Fox tells her it's good for her to take her time. Let's not rush anything. And then Gabby's dad comes and love actually is outside. And if you don't know what that means, it means he stood outside and holding signs to tell her that he loves her and he can't wait to see her. And I think we talked about this at our viewing, but just shout loud. Like, just yeah. like, why, what's with the sign? Just say, Hey Gabby, I miss you. I love you. We'll see you soon. Or they could have both put masks on. They could have both put face shields on and they could have at least hugged. It was a little dramatic, more dramatic than it needed to be. So I also, hate the trope of the love actually signs, unless it's on Ted Lasso. Oh, uh, you beat me to it. I was going to say a shout out to Ted Lasso as a secondary reference to the love actually. Yeah. Continue. That was a good use of it. This yeah. is less than good. Yep. Favorite family member of this one? Of course, Grandpa John. Yeah. <sighs> Protect that man with bubble wrap. We've already lost Betty White this year. We can't lose Grandpa John, too. Yep. Okay. Serene is date number three, and we head to Oklahoma. And then Ser Serene jumps into Clayton's arms. And I have a question for you. Do we do we think that they are contractually obligated to do this? Do you think if they think that the bachelor is big enough that all of the women are required all the time to jump into their arms? I'm trying to think of a bachelor where it didn't happen. There was one Pablo 
who was, was Pilot a, Pete strong enough to hold oh, up anybody? Yeah, Pilot Pete was huge though. He's like six oh. five. Okay. Um, the little bitty pilot that looked like Tom Cruise, he Ugh. might not have been able to. Yeah. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. Sorry. For those of you who don't watch this on YouTube, I just made a really pretty face. <laughs> so their activity is jumping from big heights and an obstacle course. And I've been to Oklahoma City. I think you've been to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oklahoma's, I go into my Southern a little bit here. Oklahoma City is like super cool. What are they doing? Um, yeah. Why aren't they going to downtown OKC and doing all the really cool stuff? I don't understand it. But I interviewed for a job there. And when I went, I was like, oh, God, I got to go to Oklahoma. And then I was no. like, oh, OKC's got some stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel I think and we talked about this a little bit, too. I feel like they forgot to plan this one. And then they're like, crap, what's open? There's that thing by the interstate, yeah. right by Top Golf. Yeah, it was. It was you, you drive by it when you're going through. Yeah, no, it's next by to the strip mall that's got like the Qdoba. And I mean, you S- gotta get lunch after the SW footwear and pets for less. I love it. Um, Clayton is clearly super afraid of heights, and he lands rough. I mean, he just kind of like jumps and then pummels to the ground, and Serene glides down like an angel. Um, and they, cause they repelled from like 80 feet or something. And she just comes down like Mary Poppins. It's like, it's nothing to her. That's a good reference. Thank you. Practically perfect in every way. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Um, Serene, she shares that her dad will also not be at the family time. Her parents are divorced. Yep. Um, so at her family time, <laughs> Serene's mom looks terrified the whole time. Like she just doesn't look like she's enjoying it. She, um, she serene tells her mom she's falling in love right after clayton tells her brother that he hasn't told anyone he loves him yet there's a whole every every family visit there's the girl like i think i'm falling for him and clayton's like i haven't told anybody i love him yet so that could we might see something next week that relates to that um mom's reaction to the fireflies jar was pretty awesome because she was she was a little bit like oh and she was a little bit like really and I liked that. That would have been my reaction. Wasn't well, even real fireflies. It's not. It's like fairy lights from Target, which I do love. Um, so I really liked Celine's brother. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. But Roland, her brother, tells her that he's worried about her. And he's crying. And he's showing emotion. And he just doesn't want her to get hurt. And I really think that's awesome. And then she says, what if I fall? What if I fly? And I personally love that because that might be my new mantra. What if, what if I fail? But what if I don't fail? Um, and then since the beginning, I thought Serene is way too good for the show. I was re-looking at my notes from weeks one and two. And almost every week I'm writing down what well, Serene should be. Serene is too good for this. Why yeah. is she here? Um, and then, of course, my favorite family member is Roland. Mm-hmm. I love Roland a lot. Um, okay, now we have date number four, and this is Rachel in Florida. And Clayton is in shorts. That was a choice. Um, Clayton pretends to jump into Rachel's arms, and then she actually jumps into his. And I love that. I thought that was super cute. Um, but Wait, I, that what? What's what's wrong with Clayton wearing shorts? I don't. I don't know. I just. I'm not a fan of, I don't like shorts on people. I'm not, a, I don't like wearing shorts. So really, well, this is a, this is, this is news. I didn't really like athletic shorts, but I don't, I don't, I have, I have farmer's thighs. I, I inherited, um, 
hay bale throwing thighs. So um, I don't like wearing them, but I support others, I guess, now that I'm saying it. <laughs> a public forum, I'll say I support them. Um, Rachel's entire personality, the entire show has revolved around her being a pilot and loving to fly. And so obviously their date is kayaking. Um, we love kayaking. We're huge kayakers. And we were joking about taking a glass bottom kayak on the Cedar River and what we might see. Um, trash, rocks. A lot of goose, a lot of goose shit. Maybe a body. I don't know. Um, and then they're, they're kind of worried about being eaten by a gator, but they don't really act like they're afraid later on. Um, and then they see a spider and I have a conspiracy theory here. I don't think that the spider they showed on the TV is the spider they saw. Oh. Because the way the the spider looked was more Wild Kingdom. Mm. And then when they would pan back to them, it was not, it was the shot of the spider was too pretty. It was too well laid. Right. It was too, I think it was, I don't, I think it was B-roll and I don't think it was the spider they saw, but maybe I think the spider they saw was probably not that big. And right. so didn't want to like, but there are big ass spiders in Florida. I will tell there you. Um, I lost my place. Hold on. Okay. Uh, intern shout out number four, the kissing tree sign, which yep. is clearly the same handwriting as the proposal rock sign, but kudos to that intern. Um, I'm sure it's been there forever. Uh, and then the way they're kissing, a gator could absolutely climb up and bite all four of their legs, but they seem to not care at that point, which is a good kiss. That means it's a good kiss. So I and it would have been that. merciful to America at that point if Clayton would have lost a leg. I mean, it would have been the most interesting thing people. that's happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he wouldn't be able to like catch girls when they jumped into his arms and then they swim. And they're, they've spent this whole time talking about there's gators, there's gators, there's gators. And then they're like, oh, hey, let's swim in the gator infested water. And I have swum in gator infested water. And it's a little bit fun because it's slightly terrifying. Right. You have to, but like, you have to always kind of keep an eye out. And we're, we went to two different swimming holes in Florida when I worked there in the summers. And one was Wakulla Springs, which is a really cool place in the panhandle that they filmed like um the old tarzan movies mm -hmm. 30s were filmed there and it's really cool but there are alligators in the water so you have to be a little careful but they didn't seem to care so i'm sure there was like an intern maybe intern shout out number five that was keeping an eye on everything like just running around in circles around and <laughs> splashing <laughs> okay i said this was going to be shorter this is not shorter it's okay um family time for rachel gabby's dad's personality is intimidator man and Gabby's mom is the exact opposite. And I loved her. Um, I think friend Sam is hella drunk. She was the one who was super giggly right away. Yep. I loved her. Um, and I think friend Nate is a really good friend. He he wants to make sure she's not going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Asks the awkward fantasy suites question. Like, you say you love him, but he's totally going to sleep with other women. Like, the day before he sleeps with you. We understand this, right? Um and then Tony, who is Rachel's dad, says people have to prove they're good people. And he's not wrong. That's a true thing. And then he threatened. And then he said he had threatened to beat up her former boyfriend, which is problematic. 
Yeah. Um, let's let's not let's not threaten violence, folks. Um, my brother-in-law actually offered to do that for me after a breakup, but he didn't follow through, and I'm still a little disappointed because it would have been kind of funny. But I don't <laughs> condone violence. Don't condone violence. Um, second question: What is Tony's accent? It wasn't Floridian. It was kind of New Jersey. And a little bit like Eastern European. I don't know. Witness protection. Right? He looks like every, he looks like Tony Soprano's cousin, Tony. Right. Like his less less successful cousin. His less successful maybe turned him into the police and now lives in Florida as Tony. Mm -hmm. It would be a bad witness protection thing to do to take the name (laughs) of the person who you turned in and then be like, hey, my name's Tony. That's so crazy. Okay. And then go on national television. And then go on national television, showing that you are a violent human being. Yeah. Um, he does ask Clayton if he knows Rachel's dreams, which I think is a valid question. And I'm not sure Clayton really answered the question the way I would. And he asked Clayton if he would move for her. And uh, the whole time Clayton is talking, Tony's face to me looked like he was imagining a lot of different scenarios in which Clayton was like in pain or being attacked or something throat punches him maybe decapitated maybe maybe being brave-hearted um swim with the fishes if you don't know the brave-hearted reference i'm not going to explain it because it's painful but watch the movie um and then tony's code for liking you is a handshake and a pat on the arm does clayton get it yes he does he's very pumped about it too he's like yeah touch my arm Um, my favorite family member here is Rachel's mom. Pretty sure she was having the best time ever. Also possibly drunk, but I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Okay. We get to the rose ceremony. We're going to have a little outfits discussion because Gabby's dress was ill-fitting. That's all I'm going to say. It was ill-fitting. Yeah. Serene's was my favorite. I liked her dress the best. Um, Jesse has been super boring as a host. He comes in and says like three sentences with no facial expression and then leaves. And I'm please bring back Tasha and Caitlin. They are so much more fun. Um, and then we get to the roses. Susie gets a rose. Gabby gets a rose. And then Rachel gets a rose. Serena's upset, does not shed a single tear and is still so classy as she walks out and leaves. And I love her. Um, next week. Fantasy Suites and Women Tell All. And I think it's going to be a giant shit show. Yes. Nice. Good job. Just a shade shade under nine minutes. (laughs) I never learned to tell time. I can't. Well, here's, I'm starting to call it the academic two minute recap, which is any academic, if you give them two minutes, they think that means 10. Well, and for me, you could say the Kim Hannah's telling a story two mm-hmm. minutes because I, I am not a succinct person. Clearly, I am not a succinct person. Yeah. So, oopsie doodle. It's fine. It was good. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. That was my Tony impression. Fine. All right. What do we got for concepts, Kim? First one. Speaking of Tony, the whole concept of the dad being the intimidating guy when you're bringing home a date i know like there were jokes there mm-hmm. there are jokes about like dads with shotguns when you're coming over to pick your girl up for prom or 
um, just being super intimidating and a jerk around uh, the men or the boys that your dad is dating. And I just want to, as, as the resident male on this Zoom call. <laughs> the resident male. <laughs> was, what was your, did you ever have an experience with an intimidating dad as, as the date? Yeah, I did a couple times. Okay. And it was scary. And it didn't make me like, like the girl anymore. Um, and then I've also had dads that I dated that I thought that girl dads of girls that I dated that I thought were really like well measured about it as far as like, Hey, you know, I care about my daughter. I hope you care about my daughter. Obviously she makes her decisions, but I care about, you know, these things, please be thoughtful in the way you treat her. Just like you would want someone to treat your mom or your sister or if you have a daughter someday, and I was, I've thought about that. And obviously I don't have kids. I'm probably never going to have kids. Um, but that hit home much more than the dads that were like, I'll punch you if you're mean to my daughter. I'll, Cause it's like, you're not going to. Exactly. Come on. Um, <laughs> it's not impressive. No, it's not. And it, I think to a, to another point, it really takes away the agency that a woman has when their dad is like, you know, you are not able to take care of yourself. I will tell you how to take care yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually, we were watching TV last night and the commercial where the dad is in the truck and he's like, see all these cameras. Do you see any funny business happening? And, he, and the guy's like, no, sir. I don't know why that commercial really bothers me because it's, it's still, again, like, like boys are trying to trick girls into having sex with them. Girls are not bright enough to stop it or make their right. own decisions. And dads are there to stop it all from happening. And it's just like, it just takes all the decision making <laughs> out of it. It just, it bothers me. And it's also like, dude, you don't think your daughter also wants to make out with this boy? Like, it's not just his hormones that are aging, sir. Right. Yep. She wants to do stuff too. And you yep. don't see his mom shouting down at you. Well, maybe some of them do. I don't know. I never had issues with, again, I never had issues with parents and my parents, my dad, could, I guess he could be intimidating. I don't, he's just such a big old teddy bear. I don't think he, he, I, he was never intimidating with anyone. I would have a hard time thinking of your dad intimidating the couple right. times I've met him. He's just so nice. And he's just so happy and like such a good dude. It's just, it would be hard. He's just excited when we bring boys home because he's so outnumbered. He's just like, please. I need more men because he has daughters. He has sisters. He has the, our dog was a girl. Like he's right. been outnumbered. So he's just excited when we bring boys home so that he's, it's a little bit more even in the house. But so my other problem with that tactic is that coming from a family where teenage pregnancy happens more than it probably should. Um, there's an expectation that if you get a girl pregnant, you have to marry them. And in our family, that's led to more than one situation where a family member got married to somebody who really they didn't need to get married to, right? It's better off the family helping raise the child than the, the train wreck that happened. And so, um, and that goes back like generations in my family. And so I think that's kind of the, the secret thing that doesn't get like talked about, right? Is that 
yeah, maybe they make mistakes, but it doesn't mean you, you have to marry them. And, and that kind of goes to the whole idea, like the shotgun wedding, right? Like your dad, the, the, the girl's dad holds a shotgun to the husband, to the boy. And it's like, you have to marry my daughter yeah. now. Uh, Which absolutely never leads to domestic violence or oh, drug abuse or alcoholism. Right. None of it ever yeah. is a direct link to any of that other stuff. So I did see that you put this on here. And so I couldn't do the deep researcher dive that way I like to do. But I did try to look for articles and I could not find anything that talked about. I mean, it's, it's an area that maybe we should do some research on here about dads and what their relationship with their son-in-laws, how that plays out um, and things like that. I would probably submit that dads who approach this as a, you care about my daughter, I care about my daughter, let's work together to do the best thing possible for my daughter and for the grandkids that the two of you are probably going to have, have much better outcomes than I will punch you in the dick if you hurt my dog, <laughs> you know, whatever, like I'll cut your balls off. Um, so. Well, and it's interesting too. like a lot, like, I, I don't know how accurate it is. I know my sister's husband is very similar to our dad. So like, if you marry someone just like your dad and then your dad hate is mean or hates that, right. I think that means your dad hates himself and mm-hmm. he needs to go to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I probably should point out that some of that probably comes from a place of being very scared as a dad, right? Like, and not having the appropriate tools and models of how to do those behaviors. So I think dads that do that don't understand or don't have a good script as to how they should deal with it. So their way to deal with it is to be like, I'm going to stop anything bad from happening. And I think anyone who's rational knows you can't, right? None that of us just makes it want them. That just yep. makes them want each other more. Yes. Yeah. Harder. Did you ever read Romeo and Juliet? Dad? I mean, come on. And every other romance ever. Yep. Or like love story ever. There is research on that uh, in my field, and it is called the Romeo and Juliet effect. And there's evidence that. Your parents telling you don't date this person makes them so much hotter. Yeah. Well, and also don't do it because you'll probably die. Like yeah. none of the, that story. I don't understand why people still consider it a love story. It doesn't right? do well. It doesn't yeah. well for anyone. No. Also, West Side Story is now on HBO. And if you haven't seen it yet, you really should because it's I liked it. My favorite scene was when I went to watch it with Christy and Jorge and Kim. <laughs> and as the guy, the lead character dies and the girl is singing to them, Jorge turned to me and said, why are you singing to him? He's dying. And I'm not sure I've ever laughed so hard at a movie or seen someone's spouse, Christy, so annoyed. <laughs> him was so was- mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a valid argument. Maybe put, maybe give him CPR. I don't know if you CPR matters when you've been shot. Oops, spoiler. I mean, if you don't know the end of West Side Story by now. Honestly, I feel like if they worked less on their dancing and more on their inter gang problems and just pro social abilities, that movie would work so much better. But instead, it would be so less cool. Their end time snapping and fake knife (sighs) fights were. Those, but those dress, uh, we're digressing, but man, those costumes were great. Um, that is a good point. It would be such a bad movie if they're just like, you know what? 
we got some differences, but maybe we just split up the borough. It's fine. You know, people should date and then it'd be over. It would be like four minutes long. Like, West... like each other? Cool. Go yeah. on a couple dates. Maybe date for longer than four days before yeah. you kill each other, before you kill yourselves over each other. Um, West side, two minute story. Oh, that would be the, it's so, it's shorter than my recap. Um, so the other part of this topic is the, cause I wanted to focus on family here. So like a lot of times we see the sibling being the real decider of like, I think this person is good for you. I think this person makes you a better person, or I think this per- you should run away screaming and I know in my personal experience, I want my sister's opinion on somebody I bring home. I, that's way more important to me than my parents because I enjoy being with my sister and I wouldn't want to be with someone that we couldn't all hang out right. to, like all the time. So, and I know like when she brought Pat home for the first, when we met Pat, she was way more interested. <laughs> She was way more interested in what my opinion was of him than mom and dad. So, yeah, I lucked out. My sisters really like Elaine, but I think it probably has to do with how close you are, and maybe if they're same gender, too. Yeah. You know, so I think my sisters really cared about what the other one thought about their spouses, and they cared what I thought about theirs. But I was kind of like, oh, they seem like a nice guy. I could hang out with them. But there's not that closeness that like sisters or brothers have, at least yeah. not with us. Um, so. Well, because I have friends whose um, they their their spouses don't get along, mm-hmm. and it is uncomfortable. Like, oh, yeah, happen. yeah. So, like, I can't imagine Christmas if everybody like hated each other. That would be awful. Yeah, I just okay. always tell people you marry the family. And Absolutely. Like, there's no way around it. And so you got to make sure that when you decide to marry somebody, you're willing to take on everything that is encompassed in the family. Good, bad, weird. Boy, did Pat find that out the hard way. <laughs> Ha-ha. He's stuck with us. He loves us. Um, okay. So my second topic, and I know now everyone has this because um, my second topic is why are grandparents so amazing? And I know that not everybody has grandparents or has amazing grandparents. I mean, there are some racist, homophobic, awful people out there. But we saw Angel on Earth Grandpa John this week. Um, and I um, I had an awesome grandparent. And I just think that, that's, a, that's my question. Why do, what, when you have an awesome grandparent, what makes them so amazing? Because they're so, they're like, they, they, they get you, uh, like, I've always heard the like grandkids are so great. We should have started with them because there's mm-hmm. just like that special bond between grandkids and grandparents. Um, and I think it's kind of, cause we're both out to do cool stuff without the parents. <laughs> like I yeah. don't <laughs> yeah, I'd go with that. I, my grandpa who I was really close to passed away of a dementia, maybe like it might have been 10 years ago, um, but he was very much like the grandpa um, in this thing where it was like he was just very kind hearted. He would dispense wisdom, but it was always in kind of a like, take it or leave it. I want you to be happy. I have other grandparents that I'm not as close to. 
and I'll leave it at that because I try sure. not to air a lot of dirty laundry. Um, yep. But their advice is much more self-driven. And maybe that was what it was, was he was just so selfless in the way he was interacting with her. And you could tell that it was just so genuine. And mm-hmm. I want you to be happy. Here's what I know. But, you know, you got to forge your own path. And maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Well, and I like we just we just lost my grandma like two months, literally two months mm-hmm. ago today. And but she was the only grandparent I've had since I was 12. And she was literally my favorite person on the planet, partly because she drove her children crazy in the same way that they drive us crazy. And they mm-hmm. didn't seem to my mom didn't seem to recognize some of that, which makes me smile because it's just like, you guys are the same people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure I, I mean, I definitely have some of her tendencies too, but only the awesome ones. Um, what was her question? Cause she was like I, a, a teacher, right? She was a junior high math teacher and, and so she was 94 years. She was almost 94 years old when she passed. And, and she what was the question? Seven times eight. Was it seven times eight? Seven times eight is 56. So when we were growing up from itty bitty, like when we first learned to talk, she always quizzed us on what seven times eight is 56, because that was the math problem that her students got wrong the most. So she wanted to make sure we knew it. So before I knew like what a number was, I knew (laughs) that seven times eight was 56. And we joke, like the minister at her funeral, like asked, he's like said, okay, Cole's grandkids, seven times eight. And we all were like 56. (laughs) It's just, it's ingrained. Um, But I was really lucky because I had a lot of surrogate grandparents too. Um, because my dad surrounded himself with some really amazing adult, like parent figures Mm -hmm. when he, as an adult, because he did, his parents were both gone and they not only were great, like extra parents to him, but they were great extra grandparents to us. So I've been really lucky to have some pretty phenomenal older people in my life, but grandma was always like the gold standard. And she was a gold standard in that she was like my litmus test for dating. Like I kind of feel like maybe that's like grandpa John is Gabby's. I only, only one person I've dated met grandma. Okay. Of all of them. He Mm -hmm. was the only one that I thought might be. um, And then we broke up like two weeks later. So that was a bummer, but like he was the (laughs) only one who has met her. Okay. Else ever met her. Um, But she's, well, not formally. She met a couple just because they were friends mm-hmm. in college. But, um, but yeah. So I don't know why are grandma, why are grandparents so amazing? I think that's probably it, right? They just are. They've got they a lot you. of they've got a lot of experience, and they don't have the they don't have to deal with your BS. I think yep. is the other thing, right? They can so. send you home when you're yep. being obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have awesome grandparents, I'll be your awesome grandparent. I like it. I'm hoping to be like I'll that. Send you That's birthday what cards. I'm hoping to do since Elaine and I don't have kids. Is it some be point? a fun uncle? Yeah. Or like a fun, like fake grandparent that randomly yep. is like, I'm going to hang out with this guy. He seems fun. Yes. I like it. Be, be someone's grandparent. Even if you're yeah. like two years older than them. Be Everybody the grandparent. Be awesome grandparent. <laughs> Okay, final one, because we are so going over time. Um, we saw some emotion in men this episode. Uh, and I really, I really appreciated like Clayton showing fear. I think mm-hmm. every single hometown date, he had to do something that scared him. 
And he did it. Like he was just like, okay, I'll, mm. I'll jump down terrified. I'll wrestle, not wrestle. I'll do jujitsu with a woman that I like. I'll maybe get eaten by a gator. Like I appreciate when they show actual emotion. And I feel like we saw no emotion with Matt James and we haven't seen a lot with Clayton, but we saw some with Clayton today. And then like Roland was crying um, mm-hmm. in the serene hometown. Cause he was, he just loves her so much. And so mm-hmm. I really, I think we should, I, I just wish that they would just show more men showing emotion on television. And mm-hmm. I wish they would show more on this show. Instead yeah. of, I'll beat you up. Like that's not an emotion. Emotion is I love you so much. I want you to have the best. I'm going to cry. Yeah. So I'm reading uh, Brene Brown's shout out to Brene Brown. Since we're colleagues, her and I are, we're, we're <laughs> colleagues. If you ever want to just email Brene, we're, we're good. Um, <laughs> you're way more famous and way better than God. Me, could but... you imagine if she listened to this, I would. And like, sent me a, send me an email. Like, Hey, I just, I like what you're doing, Bill. And I'd be like, oh, I'd be so starstruck. Um, but she has a book called Atlas of the Heart. And um, it, it d- builds on some work that I've talked about before with the how emotions are made. And yep. so, I, you know, we, we do a lot of talk about like how men don't show emotion. I think it's important to show emotion. But I think it's more important to have the vocabulary and be able to explain where the emotions come from and work through them. And yep. so I think it's good that, Clayton and they all are showing emotion, but sometimes I worry that we put that message out there and then we don't put the, and then you need to know what emotion it is. And it, it's not through it. Exactly. It's not just angry. Like you can be angry for a lot of reasons and how you deal with that anger is a lot different. And the way I've explained it to students sometimes is like, if you go to the doctor and you have an infection and they say, all right, we're going to treat it. Here's an antibiotic. Like it could be the correct antibiotic. It could be the wrong one and it could make you more sick, right? You could be angry because of something and you could deal with it in one way and it could not fix it. Or you could be angry in a different way and it could fix it. And so being able to accurately um, communicate what your emotion is helps a lot. And it makes people understand where you're coming from. And so sometimes I think that's where we need to, men need to not just be able to show emotion. They need to be able to explain why the emotions say and why it, where it's coming. Everyone needs to, but if you look at the research, men are really bad at showing emotion. And then when they show it, they've got like three angry, happy, horny. We both said three at the same time. Any preparation on that? Yeah. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I, Oh, I am in a hundred percent agreement. Yeah. Um, I I'm terrible at speaking and showing emotion too. I might be part dude, but uh, it is so important to not only be like, I'm so angry or I'm so frustrated or I'm so sad. Okay. I'm going to go for a run. No, that's not dealing with it. Um, let's, you don't have to like, but then I, <laughs> but then I think about, this is, I'm going to go on a little funny. Do you, did you ever see the friends episode with um, Bruce Willis? Yes. When he finally taps into his emotions. Yep. And then he, it doesn't go over well. So I worry that that like people saw that and were like, Oh, Back so off. I shouldn't. 
talk about it or be reactive to it. And I don't think you should make any life choices based on a 20 minute sitcom, but I don't know. I think that yes, let's show emotion and talk about it and let's not make fun of or ostracize people when they do. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I w- I'm trying to think of some way to sum it up, but I think you did it. That's good. Are we onto the oh, wild card? Can you see what my wine glass says? I am Beyonce always. Always. I like it. Nice. All right. We onto the wild card? Yes, please. Never has a <laughs> confluence of things that I love come on The Bachelor. I do research on dating. I am a brown belt in jujitsu. And I also backpack by myself for multiple days. So this episode had three things that I would consider, I would consider myself nigh near an expert on. Right. And so what I wanted to talk about is are jujitsu and backpacking good dates. So let's talk a little bit about what jujitsu is. Um, First off, she said she learned it in Japan, right? She looked like she was doing Brazilian jujitsu which was brought over from Japan and was judo taught to the Brazilians. um, And then the Gracie family modified it because they were very small to be almost all ground fighting. When she was choking him with her thighs, that is called a triangle choke. And it is one of the best chokes in the world. Uh, The shrimp is a fundamental move and it's how you get your hips out from underneath that somebody. Um, A blue belt takes a minimum of two years to get it takes people way more. Um, it takes about four to five years to get your purple belt. And then about five, so four to five years after you get your blue belt. And then it takes five to six years after you get your blue belt to get your brown belt. And then about another four to five to get your black belt. So if you ever see someone with a legitimate black belt in jujitsu, they put a lot of time into it. Now, here's the thing about jujitsu. Uh, it is not something that people just walk in and pick up. Okay. At our club, we have a um, no shitting where you eat rule. And what that means is don't bring in your significant other, because if you two break up, we're uh, going to have to pick sides. Uh, and so we try very hard uh, to not do that. Also, we have a, a girl who brilliant. used to train with us who was 13. Her name's V, little tiny girl. And one of my favorite things to watch was V beat up. 22 year old guys that thought they were really tough. And so for the gentleman, if you're dating a girl and she wants you to come do jujitsu, humble yourself. You're about to get your ass choked out. Yeah. Real quick. yeah. Um, and everyone there who knows her is going to cheer and think it's amazing. And then they're going to kick the crap out of you too. I think everyone should try jujitsu because I think it's really important to train. And I think it gives confidence. I really think women should, um, not because I think women should have to defend themselves, but I think it is really important for them to understand. You know, I think it's important because it lets them know that there's a lot of power that you have that mm-hmm. maybe you never thought you did. I think it's a horrible first date. <laughs> it, is a, <laughs> it is awkward. You well, sweat. This people. wouldn't have been a first date for them. It's a horrible date. You sweat okay. in each other's mouth. Like you might as well just have sex. Like it's, it's as awkward as that, except you're not, and people are watching, right? And it's not as, it's not the same kind of fun. Yeah. 
And it is not sensual. People act like, oh, I bet it's really sexy. It is not. You will, someone will drop sweat in your mouth at some point. You <laughs> smell bad. Backpacking. Wait, Love I have a question. Party. Yeah. So could you not do jujitsu during the COVID? Yeah. So we stopped for about six months and then I had knee surgery. So I haven't been back in a while because I haven't been cleared yet to, to do it. Um, but yeah, we, we quit doing it for, I think it was four or five months, um, because of it. So yeah. Cause I, I feel like sweating in someone's mouth oh, yeah. is spread COVID. It's a super spreader. Yeah, for sure. So backpacking, um, yes. love the outdoors, love to go backpacking. Um, I think hiking is a great first, second, third date activity. Agreed. Backpacking, little scarier, right? Because you don't get to shower. Um, it's very tiring. Um, you have to at some point crap and you're going to have to do that with them kind of near you. Yeah. I mean, maybe that doesn't bother you and great. You two are meant for each other. Yeah. Um, I like a little privacy. And so I think until you've been married for like 12 years, the backpacking might not be the way to go. Well, and also like if you aren't an experienced backpacker and you're backpacking with an experienced backpacker, you're probably going to make them crazy. Yep. Because you're probably, you probably didn't bring, unless they got all the gear for you, you're probably not going to bring the right gear that is actually needed. Yep. You are probably, if you haven't been training, you won't be able to do as much hiking or you won't yep. be able to handle the heights like the other person. And yeah, the bathroom part is, is problematic. Like showering. I mean, you can jump in a lake and kind of wash off, but the, the bathroom situation and backpacking can be very tricky unless you are very comfortable with each other. Yeah. I, uh, am a planner by nature. I mean, I think through stuff until it's like, you just need to quit letting your wheel spin bill. Um, and I get frustrated when I backpack because there's things I haven't planned for, um, mm -hmm. and things that don't go correctly. Mm -hmm. when Elaine and I do stuff, we are both very patient people and we still go at each other when we're trying to work together on something. I can't imagine fourth date Bill and Elaine trying to go out and backpack for seven days. Yeah. I think we would have. Yeah. Which is why it's good that they backpacked for 20 minutes yep. and then yep. sat in a hot tub. Yeah. And I've never seen a hot tub in the woods. Well, <laughs> if I ever do. Be That'd sure. Be awesome. Yeah. Be sure I'm stripping down to my underwear. <laughs> like if you're dumb enough to leave, I, that's what I hope because so if you've ever backpacked for like a long period of time, you know, you, you run into people and you can tell the people who've been out there for a while. And there's a certain point where you just quit giving an F about anything, right? Mm -hmm. You feel bad, you know, you're, you would eat anything at that point. You're tired. And if you saw a hot tub, I think most people would be like, I don't care whose um, tub this is. They're not in it. I'm jumping in. And then it would reek of, and hot really are basically Petri dishes, mm -hmm. right? They are like the perfect heat to grow bacteria. I mean, I would not get in a hot tub after I had been in it, after I had backpacked. <laughs> It'd be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so my takeaways from this rant, jujitsu, everyone should do it. Don't think it's a good date activity. If you do it and one person knows what they're doing, you're going to get choked out and everyone's going to celebrate and think it's funny, which would be amazing. Uh, would be and amazing. It has happened. We have definitely had girls 
women who do jujitsu with us and they bring some guy they're dating and they kick the crap out of him. And then all of us do because we're all like overprotective big brothers. And then the person is like, I never want to do this again. Backpacking. I wouldn't go backpacking, but a hike is great. You should go on a mm-hmm. hike. Pack do you think the girls are bringing the boys to jujitsu for you to treat them that way because they can't figure out how to break up with them? And they, if they do this, then maybe the guy will just leave. I think it's just women have the right to finally assert dominance over men in something that really breaks their soul. And this is really, (laughs) and it is really fun to watch. Is that a good foundation for a relationship? Probably not, but (laughs) I have certainly gotten my ass kicked by some girls who are black belts and it is eye opening. And to be like, they could have killed me and they're not damn thing I could do about it. It Really (laughs) understand how much your size doesn't mean in a lot of contexts. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. I like it. If you want to try jujitsu, send me an email. I'll get you in for free. You can give it a shot. I think I would like it. I think you would. I think I would like it a lot. I might like it too much. It's the same reason why I don't trust myself to go to a gun range. Uh, Very anti guns unless you need it for like hunting. mm -hmm. But I think if I went to a gun range, I would really like it. Yeah. So I don't trust myself. And I feel like that might be how I feel about jujitsu too. That's how I feel about drinking and driving. It's like, I don't trust myself. I just have to be like, I'm not drinking anything or I'll like, there's no way I'm going to only have one drink. And so I either have to be like, there's no way I drive home or I'm not drinking. Smart. That's smart. That's a smart thing to think about. I know myself with that one. Yep. All right. What'd you, what'd we learn? What did we learn today? Um, we learned that the interns need to get paid more. Yes. Or paid period. Cause they did a lot of work this week. They did a lot of work this week. Um, I think what I learned is I really enjoy, this is my first season watching where they went on actual home. Mm. Yep. And I really, I really, I kind of liked the old way better. Oh, okay. They had to be so much more creative about showcasing who they are mm-hmm. hometown when they had to do it in the Radisson Conference Center Ballroom B. Um, here's some maple syrup. Here, here's some poutine because you're Canadian. Mmm. Um, but I liked that the families seemed more relaxed because they were kind of on their own. Now, I don't think all of those homes were their homes, but they were, it was more, the situation was more on their terms. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the families were more relaxed in this situation. But what my lesson, my, again, this is the Kim Hanna nine minute recap. I think my actual lesson learned is the next guy I bring home, I want to set up like a bachelor style hometown visit. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just imagine my mom who is like, whenever someone comes over, does like a full cleaning of the house. I just, she would be just beside herself, like scrubbing everything. And yeah, she, yeah. I learned that uh, Clayton is as boring as we thought he was. I I still have not learned anything about the guy other than he's so dull, afraid of heights and afraid of bugs. He's afraid of everything. I just, I feel bad. I feel like somebody should have protected him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I learned that you don't like short people in shorts. That that was a new one to me. I don't. Mm, I know I feel guilty. You know, no, what stand I, by your statement. I'm going to stand by it. But what All I right. really don't like is salmon colored shorts mm. and boat shoes. Oh, combination of salmon colored shorts and boat shoes on men makes me very it, angry. You might as well have a sign that just says I'm a total tool bag. And yeah. That's yeah. why I don't like it. They yeah. have the same. They're all the same. I actually have a, <laughs> I have a, a friend who will send me like when she sees people out in the wild wearing salmon colored shorts and boat shoes, she'll take a picture of them and text me. I like it. Like there's another one, Kim. Like oh god, Blech. that's a good friend right there. I don't know. All right, we ready? We're ready. Wait, what's the hometown that we're yeah. talking about? the the shout out that we're we're given to California because of the Super Bowl the city of Compton we nice. have eight listeners from Compton California really Shout up for Snoop Dogg and DRE oh my god what if what if 50 cent listens oh yeah I by the way before anyone sends me an angry email I know Snoop is from Long Beach and Dre is from Compton but you dumbass we're lumping them together so thank you compton california thank you for listening everybody have a good weekend and uh we'll see you next week for fantasy suites and women tell all it's gonna be wild you have been listening to batchadamia with your hosts daniel dick mcgue kim hannah and bill henny All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at batchadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at batchadamia. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.